Hi, my name is Rhiannon, and if you haven't met me, I call myself the crazy busy mom of four. There's kind of a reason for that. I'm not crazy, but I am crazy busy. Like I said, there's four kids and a husband. Welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me on what I hope is going to be a weekly bout of encouragement, maybe funny stories, or something to just encourage you as a mother or as a wife, or maybe just to make you feel like you're not alone. So I'm so excited that you're here with me today, and I hope that you enjoy my podcast. So I'm so thankful you are joining me today on my podcast. Um, This is my very first one, so I'm really excited to try this out and see. Um, To be honest, my whole goal with a podcast was that I love to listen to podcasts. I love to read blogs. I love to write my blog. Um, But also what I love is I love to talk to people. And I thought that this would be just like a fun, creative way to just share some of my stories, share my heart, share my opinions, share my thoughts. And so here I am. Today, I'm going to talk about dating your spouse. So I recently wrote a post on this and you can check that out on my blog, Crazy Busy Mama 4. But if you haven't, um, I just wanted to talk about it. So dating your spouse is something that I've heard before several times. Um, It's not like a new phrase to me, but I always thought it was strange. I thought like, Um, why do you need to date your spouse? Like you're married and the whole point of dating is to either find a potential spouse or like have fun, you know, whatever. And so I always thought it was just kind of interesting. Now I have to also start out with, by, with a premise of saying like, I only had two boyfriends before I met my husband and granted we did meet pretty young. Um, but even still though, I wasn't like in the dating scene and stuff like that. So like, I, I kind of have no idea what dating really is, I guess. But, um, I just want to like preface with that. And also I'm not an expert in anything other than myself. And so what I just share with you, like, please don't take as like expert advice, but just something that I just want to share from my heart. So anyways, like I said, Steven and I, um, let me just give you some background. Let me, let's talk about where we came from. So Steve and I have actually known each other, um, since I was about five years old. Um, we went to the same church when we were children and then we, um, you know, time goes on, you grow up and, um, my parents ended up going to a different church. And so we just kind of lost, lost track until a mutual friend of ours, um, passed away. And that was really, uh, devastating for us at the time. We were still very young. I was only 17 when she passed away. And so my husband was probably 19, I think. Um, and what happened was, was we kind of reconnected over her passing away. And so it's interesting how he and I ended up together, but we end up together and we end up getting married and we are super young. You guys, I was 19 when I got married and he was 21. We had actually already had our daughter, Arcadia. She was 14 months old. And um, so we were like super young. We got married. We had like this little rented house that we had um, with all, full of all of our like wedding gifts and all this other stuff. And um, when I look back at it, like I look back at that time of our life, our, our young starting out marriage. 
um, in our, our little tiny family of three, like that John Bon Jovi song, like living on a prayer. I feel as though that was us. We had love and that was enough for us. And that was going to get us through. And we were like, we started off like hearts in our eyes. So in love, just, just in love with each other. And so of course, like there's always that honeymoon phase after you get married, whether you have kids or not, there's that like, oh, we're so in love. We're never going to have problems. We're never going to have disagreements. Everything's going to be so perfect always. Yeah. Okay. Um, not true. So, you know, we start off marriage and, and life gets so busy, right? We have Arcadia and we both work and then along comes our next daughter, Ireland. And again, we're still working and a couple more kids come along. And so eventually we have four kids and we have jobs and responsibilities and obligations and things that take up our time. And although we love each other so deeply, Um, we did not make the time for each other. We kind of made excuses like there's other things to do. There's other things that take up our time. There's other things that are more important. And so it was really easy for us to make excuses as to why we couldn't spend time with each other. It wasn't that we didn't like each other. It wasn't that we didn't want to, but it was, you know, at the end of the day, when you've got all these things going on, like you're tired. So when I heard, like I said, when I heard this phrase, date your spouse, I was kind of like, okay, isn't that something that only like dating people do? Like you're married, right? Like you've already put forth all that effort. Like why do you need to put forth even more effort to date your spouse? Like that's what dating people do. And also then I'm like, okay, dates can be expensive, right? Remember I told you we have four kids. Um, One of them's getting ready to go to college. And so I'm just saying like the extra money is not exactly flowing around here. So I'm like, okay, dates are expensive. Well, then I'm thinking, okay, dating my spouse, like, okay, I remember when Steven and I first dated and it was so exciting and, you know, you put forth all the effort. I do my hair, my makeup, I'd pick out just the right outfit and I spent all this time and I was like, I am not a fancy person. I probably only own two dresses. And I'm pretty sure those are the dresses that I wore as like maid of honor in my sister Jenna's wedding. And that was like a billion years ago. And then my sister Randy's wedding, which was like two years ago, those are like the only dresses that I own. So I'm not about to get fancy. And then I'm also thinking like, yikes, man, there was just so much effort that went into those first dates. And this is like what I'm comparing like dating to, right? So... Stephen and I decided we're going to try, you know, dating each other and, and setting aside time and being really intentional about it. And for a while we were, and it was pretty cool because like, I didn't have to get fancy. Um, I didn't have to dress up. I did put more effort into it, but I didn't have to dress up and get all crazy fancy. Um, we didn't have to do things that were expensive, right? We could just go to a cheap movie and, and call it good. And so We had our dates and it was great, but then life started to get really busy again and other things took our focus. They took our attention. You know, we had those four kids. Um, There's a song that I love. It's called Ships in the Night and that's kind of how our marriage was and it wasn't that anything was bad in our marriage. It was just that we found ourselves in this season of busyness and so... um, you know, I want to say, I want to clarify that like nowhere at any point in this did Stephen and I like fall out of love or did I doubt his love for me or did he doubt my love for him? 
um, never was that an issue. Even in the hardest times of our marriage, our marriage has gone through some really rough times um, with lots of different situations that I would totally love to get into later in some podcasts. But, you know, we've gone through some really hard times, but never was whether or not my husband loved me a question. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my husband loves me more than anything. Um, even just today, he told me I was superwoman and I was like, mm, I'm not superwoman. I'm pretty sure that superwoman has a clean dresser. And if y'all saw my dresser, you know, mine is terrible. It's so full of crap. I need to just like clean it off. So I want to make it clear that like never was love for each other doubted, but we just got busy, you know, having four kids is a lot and we want to make sure that we raise them to be like good, decent people and being parents is a tough job and each kid has their needs and, um, their activities and just raising kids is not the easiest thing. And so we kind of threw everything into like working and raising the kids. And so finally we decided, here's the deal. It has to stop. So our pastor, um, whom we love so dearly, our pastor has said more than once, at the end of the day, when you're raising kids, what you have left is your spouse. Once you've raised your kids to go and be grown adults and to be successful human beings in the real world, um, you're still married to your spouse. Your kids are going to move out of your house one day and you don't want that person to be a stranger at the end of the day. And Stephen and I really took that to heart, especially as our kids are starting to get older. Our oldest one is going to head off to college in the fall. And as our kids are becoming more and more independent, we're starting to see like it's so important to invest in our marriage and in our relationship. And so finally we decided like it's happening. We are going to have a set aside time. We are going to have date night every single week. And so I want to kind of walk you through what that looks like for us because setting up date night for us has like taken our relationship to a whole different level. Even when we thought like we were best friends and we were communicating well, um, the intimacy of our relationship just has changed so, so much. And so I want to encourage you in that. So we decided we're going to have a date night once a week. It happens once a week. Um, usually it's Friday nights because that's when it works into our schedule best. Um, but we're going to have date night once a week, no matter what, doesn't matter if we're busy. Some Friday nights we get busy. That just means that date night gets tossed to another night, but it, our weeks never go without date night. We also have ground rules for our date. Now this is going to sound a little bit strange to you. And when I talked about this on my blog and when I talked about it on Facebook, I got some comments saying, well, what do you talk about? These are our ground rules. And at first it was kind of awkward. I'll be honest with you. At first it was like, oh gosh, what do we talk about? But we set these ground rules so that we would forced to focus on certain things. And so our ground rules were our topics were limited. So when we go on our dates, usually we try to um, go somewhere where we can talk so we can have that time to talk and connect. And then sometimes we'll go to a movie as well. But we always try to make sure that even if we're going to a movie, that we've got maybe like a little coffee date beforehand where we can just spend some time talking to each other and catching up. So our topics are limited. We don't talk about kids. We don't talk about work unless it's good, positive things. So right now I'm working really hard in my job um, to, I would like to have a promotion eventually. 
And so I'm working really hard and I'm coming up with all these new ideas and all these new activities and all sorts of things. And so they're all really good positive things. So if it's work related, as long as it's positive, as long as I'm trying to get some feedback, then we'll talk about work. Um, We don't talk about money because the topic of money tends to be a stressful topic for a lot of couples. And so we don't talk about those things. Um, we have set aside our date night to really intentionally talk about the positive things, um, and really just focus on those things. Now that's not to say we don't have those hard conversations because we do, we have those hard conversations about money or we have those hard conversations about the tough things when it comes to the kids. Um, we have those conversations, but what we do is we intentionally do not talk about those things on date night because date night is supposed to be about us and focusing on our relationship and focusing on the good, strong things. And so sometimes that gets a little bit hard. Um, I'm going to tell you something. We go out on date night no matter what. So let <laughs> me be real honest. There's been a couple of date nights where Steve and I have gotten in the car um, and we will drive to the restaurant that we're driving to. We love to go to this little taco restaurant in town. It's locally owned and it's so great. We know the owners there and they're so sweet. And so we go there almost every Friday. Um, and so we'll get in the car really mad at each other, but we know that we have committed to date night no matter what. And so we know that, um, by the time we get there, we better have it figured out because date night is going to be a positive thing. And that has been such a changing thing for us because we don't really argue. We're not, we're not really arguers. Um, we'll talk a lot and there are things we disagree about, but usually we're not really arguers. And so there's been those times where, you know, we get in the car and it's just like a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. And usually it's always those small things that we're annoyed about anyways. And by the time we get to the restaurant, We've let everything go and we're ready to just enjoy each other's company. So another thing is right back to my expectations of dates. So when we were dating, um, Stephen was, of course, like trying to impress me. Like that was the whole goal was he was trying to impress me. And now our dates are not about trying to impress each other. Of course, every now and then we do really special things. Um, We'll try to get away and things like that. But just for a regular date night, it does not have to be expensive or extravagant or crazy. Um, I mean, for some people, if that is like right up your alley, I say go for it. Like go for what you and your spouse love. But like we just love to go to the taco shop and just, you know, have tacos and, and talk about just how much we love each other or, you know, just football, that's a huge topic of conversation or just, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, and so we'll do some, some cheap dates and that's super fun. We like to go to the movies, but like I said, if we're going to the movies, we try to make it something that's not too, um, not too expensive. Not that when we go to the movies, we want to make sure that we are also like having coffee or something beforehand so we can have some time to talk and catch up and stuff like that. We also love to go out for like super simple meals. Like I know the taco shop is simple, but recently we went out, um, we went out and we went to Panera and we picked up Panera and we actually just came back home and kind of locked ourselves in our room. Our kids are all old enough to like hang out by themselves. So we locked ourselves in our room and we just had a little date on our bed, just having soup because I wasn't feeling good and soup was the only thing that sounded good. Um, 
so, you know, they don't have to be crazy and extravagant. And that was one of the things, like, I think I set up in my mind was that it was going to have to be crazy. Um, one of our most special dates that we had while we were married was something that we did, um, and it was free. All it cost was the gas to drive to where we were going. And so this date was really special to me. So we live close to the mountains. And so that's so awesome to be able to like drive up there and just get a change of scenery. And so one night we, um, grabbed two pieces of paper and two pens and we hopped in the truck and we drove up to the mountains and there's this local spot called inspiration point where you can just look over the valley and it's so beautiful it's just got breathtaking views and so we pulled over there and we parked and we took our piece of paper and what we did was we wrote 10 reasons why we love each other and so I wrote 10 reasons why I love Stephen and Stephen wrote 10 reasons why he loved me and I would say it took us about a good 15 minutes to write this list. And it's not because it would take me 15 minutes to figure out 10 reasons why I love my spouse. I could rattle off a million reasons to you right now. It's not that. But we wanted these to be so thought out, so intentional, so just perfect. And so once we wrote down these 10 reasons, we then faced each other and read them um, to each other to explain why we loved each other and some of the reasons were just like the sweetest reasons ever and it's not like the typical everyday stuff that I'll tell him like I love you because you're such a great dad and you run the kids everywhere and he'll tell me oh I'm such a good mom and it wasn't just like those everyday things it was real intentional reasons and so we took those lists and we folded them up and we put them in our wallet and so Stephen has his in his wallet and I have mine in my wallet and they serve as constant reminders. Like even throughout the day when I'm just like, maybe I'm going to Starbucks and I pull out the debit card. I look at that and I see those list of reasons and it like that love just comes like, oh, overwhelming me all over again. And so I think that having those reminders are important. Um, that was just one of the most simple dates we had ever had. And it's one of the most meaningful dates that we had ever had. And so if you like, if you're finding yourself and you're like, okay, well, I, we can't have date night every week because we've got a ton of kids and we can't afford a babysitter and we can't afford to go out. And, you know, Stephen and I made all of those excuses as well. Like it's so easy to look for all the reasons why you can't, but some of our best dates were things that were free. were just conversations. And, you know, even if you can't go out, you can always put the kids to bed make a special snack and just hang out together and put all of those like outside influences, just put them all aside for a little while and focus on you and your husband and your relationship. And I promise you that the intimacy from that in your relationship is only going to grow. So I want you to do this right now. Um, get your phone. Well, you know, if you're driving, don't get your phone, but cause I know I listen to podcasts in the car. If you, um, when you, when you get to your destination, get your phone and text your spouse and first tell them how much you love them and how much you appreciate them. And then after that, I want you to say, hey babe, or whatever you call your spouse, let's go on a date. And when you go on that date, talk about making it a weekly thing. Maybe talking about making it an every other week thing. I get it. Schedules are busy and maybe you can't fit it in every week, but I want to challenge you to at least get it in every other week. Go ahead text him. I'll wait. Okay. I'm not really going to wait, but text him, set it up and see how your married life is going to change just over a few dates. 
again, you might get that little like, "Mm, it's kind of awkward because we set these ground rules. But set those up together, right? Set those up together. Figure out what you want your date time to be for you and your spouse. What works for Stephen and I might not work for you and your spouse. You might need things to be a little bit different. You guys might be the super outdoorsy type. I am only sometimes a super outdoorsy person. You guys might be able to go to a hike and go on a date and have a lovely time. Um, if it's like less than 70 degrees, I'm probably not going to want to be outside. So find what works for you guys. Find what's going to be an awesome date night or date day for you guys and just do it. I promise. So if you enjoyed listening to my podcast today, you can find me on Instagram at crazybusymama4 or Facebook at the same. I hope that you will uh, stay tuned and hear what else I have to say. Next week, I'm going to let you in. I'm going to tell you on what it's like to mother boys. It's quite the adventure.